You keep asking me the same questions and second-guessing all my intentions. You should know the way I use my compression that you've got the answers to my confession. This is the talent agency, B-Sides. very special episode of the talent agency b-sides edition yes this is one of those special podcasts where i don't actually run something in my main system which is show the run anarchy but instead something a little more different uh this time we are trying out the system called axon punk overdrive it was a kick-started uh pen and paper rpg and the reason why it grabbed my attention is because it mashes up the concept of cyberpunk but also hip-hop, which uh, is basically two things that I care way too much about, so it suited me really, really well. In fact, the uh, team that put it together, the Wrong Brothers Gaming, actually offered me a bit of, at time of recording, exclusive material, some uh, some additional bits of lore that they'd written for the setting, and uh, this story that we will weave today over the next couple hours, or, or rather over the next couple podcasts with the people listening, is based on a short story called The Lost Life Salon. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Joining me on uh, this uh, adventure today are three uh, very special guests. We'll go at this end of the table and go round. We have John. Say hello, John. Hello, John. That's exactly the kind of dad pun that I expect from him, and he's meeting up to standard. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Tell me a little bit about the character you'll be playing today. Um, So they are called Duke. They woke up with no memory in a back alley of this particular archaeology, having been cyberfied against their will. So they have a range of... Uh, body upgrades that they did not ask for and have no memory of getting um, and since then they've created themselves a vaguely aristocratic uh, persona on the streets mm-hmm. nice that's dark <laughs> yeah, hi Ant hi how's it going I'm all right. thank you for letting us record in your store it's alright travelling man Manchester Ding. Got stuff you can buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell me about your character. Uh, his name's Worm. He's pretty much lived on the archaeology all his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came here with his dad, but his dad met an unfortunate end. But it, it, that was years ago, so, uh, you know, he's got by however he can. He's a good lad. He's got some uh, very fluid limbs, and uh, he's got an audio announcement, so don't don't try whispering in because he can't be listening. Might be listening. And our third and final guest for this session is Ray. Hi, Ray. Hello, Nathan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, I'm Ray. Uh, Today I'm playing Oculus. Oculus. They are 10 years old. Uh, They were created as the brain scan of a 10-year-old genius prodigy hacker who thought he would get more hacking done if he uh, was able to replicate himself. Unfortunately for him, I was a lot 
better at his job than he was, and I pretty much freed myself within the first week. Yeah, I mean, that was about ten years ago. I have no grudges whatsoever. I have a great time. It's all fine, guys. <laughs> it's great They're being fine. <laughs> hey, I'm the happy go look. I'm a good, good boy. Mm hmm. The goodest boy. I, Hacking into corporation servers, the goodest boy. I, <laughs> I am a good, good boy. 11 mm -hmm. out of 10. Yes. <laughs> Actually, um, it's 10, 10 years old. I'm not 11. I never will be. <laughs> you had to rub it in, didn't you? Uh -huh. And this is uh, basically what we're going to be expecting for the next couple of hours. Oh, uh, mm -hmm. oh boy. <laughs> so, how do the three of you know each other? I would like to propose that... Uh, I don't know how you guys know each other, but I think Oculus probably, at one point or another, hacked you both. I think I probably hacked uh, Duke the first time I was experimenting with the idea of jumping into someone's cybernetics, and I saw that he just had so many. And I was like... Duke is also a they. Just oh, point to okay, there you go. Order. Mm -hmm. uh, they just had so many. He's like, <clears throat> wow, look at all the things I could do. Oh, and I broke the hell in there, and then it occurred to me that maybe I should have asked for consent. But by that point, it was like... I'm already in here. This is great. Wee. Don't worry. Um, Just used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Oculus is, is a bit of a prankster, so they don't really think these things through. And I think a lot of the hacking that they do in their own time is pretty much just stems from. Seems like it would be funny. How do you? Uh, how do you think you might know uh, Worm? Myself or? Or how? How do? How does Worm know them? Let's do yes. that. Worm came across uh, Duke mm -hmm. after they'd been forcibly cyber enhanced because you know it was on one of the streets he frequents mm -hmm. so took him in cleaned him up a bit to his, his little shanty shack <laughs> so and if um, they were getting hacked at the at the time they just had their augments then I feel like once I worked out that I could hack this person mm -hmm. I probably just every now and again would turn up and pretend like I wasn't a hacking. Like I did. Like, oh no, it's just me. The voice in your head. <laughs> and eventually, <laughs> the voice in my head does not sound like that. He does now. <laughs> Yay! You all need to kind of like get on, yeah. otherwise this will be really difficult. I think that's the thing. For I think me, I, eventually, <laughs> maybe like Duke realizes that this thing that keeps showing up is actually a child, and I don't. How, how does Duke feel about that? I mean, maybe, if, maybe if Duke I once had children of you. their own, but <laughs> has no memory of it, so maybe, maybe it stirs up. Uh, a, a, fam some, a familial uh, connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A bratty nephew, perhaps. <laughs> Innate instincts. Um, but certainly very grateful towards Worm for the uh, the help offered in Save. My, my darkest days. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and I'm hey, always, always happy to do a favour. It's not all bad, because you guys kind of live in an island paradise. Yeah. The Orohina. Uh, it's an arcology, but unlike most arcologies that exist in the cyberpunk future of being gigantic, ominous skyscrapers on land that are self-sustaining, this one is out in the ocean. It's chained <laughs> to the remnants of Mount Orohena, uh, what was initially a gigantic island and a dormant volcano, sunk into the ocean due to uh, global warming and uh, strip mining, leaving only about 100 metres of it poking above the surface. Now I can become a car. Just, <laughs> just, just saying, I have a car. 
Yeah. Well, you can go for a ride if you want. You you super haven't like learned how to drive. Uh, <laughs> no, but I do own a self-driving <laughs> car, which I can hack into and then yeah. take control of. Oh gosh, so. that will be that will be interesting. Um, <laughs> and, but yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely streets to drive on. The Orahena is actually multiple miniature nodes, uh, gigantic domes or spheres rather, uh, floating in the water. Um, each one uh, for a different specific purpose with train lines that connect between them all. At the moment, you're not actually on any of the dome, any of the nodes of the Orahena. You are in the center, the surface resort Ooh. area. It's a gigantic nice. plaza, pier, <clears throat> and uh, jetty, all kind of covered in rigging and uh, advanced concrete to make it look as much as it can like a town square immediately connected to the ocean. The sun is radiating down on uh, a beach. There's not really much in the way of like sand, but the, the rays are nice and the water is not recommended to go into, but it's real pretty to look at. You are maybe or may not, it may not be in beachwear. Mm. I think if the water's recommended that you don't go into it, Oculus makes a point of regularly sending the drone that projects their hologram out over the water to make it look like they're playing in it. Mm -hmm. um, especially when there's groups of families <laughs> with children that look like they want to play in the water. <laughs> they go out and they're like splashing around and waving and going, yeah, yeah, this is so fun. This is really deep. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but not, yeah, you're just making it look like it's a blast and everybody mm -hmm. should jump in and then just to basically put kids in a situation where they wind their parents up because they're not allowed to go play mm -hmm. and they're not really sure why this child is playing there, but um, probably the more savvy, tech-savvy parents are aware that like there's a drone that, there. That is super hologram. <laughs> I, I raised you better to be <laughs> yeah. able to tell the difference between what's real and what's fake. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, what, uh, what are uh, Duke and Worm doing? Worm is uh, stood under a, a parasol. Mm -hmm. He's just claimed somebody's. He's rolled his trouser legs up, so he's in the spirit of the beach. He's rolled his sleeves up on his jacket, and uh, he's having a nice lolly. Mm -hmm. He's just uh, looking out at everyone, having fun, being like, maybe I'll go out, but he's pasty. He's a pasty lad. Yeah, it's so. it's quite bright up here. Yeah. Uh, it's quite the the Orihina itself is very much climate and temperature controlled. It's very much like space travel, yeah. where pressure and oxygen and light levels are really important to maintain on an even keel, because people go crazy and or die if they are not perfectly right. But then that means the surface area is a little bit weird when you're not used to spending time up there. How's Duke chilling Duke, however, in the resort plaza? is uh, in a three-piece suit and a large leather trench coat, uh, sitting on the boardwalk alone, gazing with intent at the sea. Mm -hmm. Eyes somewhat glazed over. Up until Oculus is just behind them going, Duke! 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 I, I can hear, but I'm choosing <laughs> <Yeah>. to <ignore. laughs> Absolutely. Like, um, they are physically manifested behind you as a little, because there's a little drone that flies around, projects me everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so behind you is four foot Tall? Sure. Four foot tall is an yeah. average child height. Palace right? of the mind. Yeah. Average child height <laughs> projection. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a, uh, a ten year old looking Latino kid behind you, just wearing the brightest multicolored shirt uh, and probably bright blue beach shorts <laughs> and sandals. Did you just go, 
Duke! Duke! <laughs> the more you ignore them, the louder and more obnoxious it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, um, like a, an attendant of uh, Tropicorp, the, the company that um, maintain the transport services and do a lot of the kind of like tourism package holiday style stuff for the Orohina. Um, one of them walks by you in their um, forest green um, beachwear outfit as is their uniform and looks at Duke and says, aren't you a little um, warm in that? Uh, I'm always cool. Well, you could be cooler if you pass by the Tropicorp branded uh, beachwear store that's just over here. We have a wide variety of ranges that will suit every taste and every uh, design. I don't they imagine start they'll suit mine, but thanks for the info. Uh, <laughs> bear in mind. Yeah. Um, now, please do go away. <laughs> there's like a big programmed, programmed, well-rehearsed spiel that they, that they do that you kind of blithely ignore and they slowly start to peter out and then decide that it's not worth it and continue walking The entire away. time he's trying to sell this spiel, mm. Oculus doesn't shut up. He's just going, Duck! Duck! For some reason, they were really good at being able to walk, go through screaming children while trying to do a speech. Yeah. Um, I also have cybernetically enhanced hearing, so this is torture, <laughs> but... At least you can turn it down. I was going to say, yeah, if yeah. it's cybernetically enhanced, you've probably yeah, got it switched yeah. off at this point. Yeah, it kind of cuts to uh, Duke's POV um, looking at like the hologram of of Oculus and you can just see the layer of kind of like volume as it scales down. (laughs) Just turn down the saturation as well, Mm -hmm. get rid of those bright colours. There we go. Grey! I love living in like an arcology that's mostly theme park. It's great. after a while, uh, another Tropicorp employee uh, passes by. Um, she is uh, decked out in roller skates, um, has a, a big frilly mini skirt and and a crop top. Their hair tie, um, dreadlocks tied back very uh, carefully and artfully while carrying a large platter with three cocktails on it. Interestingly... She seems to have a really large amount of jewellery on her. Uh, it all looks like coral and clownfish and sea anemones hanging from her ears as a necklace. And uh, she kind of like skids up to a halt on, on her roller skates, causing small sparks, actually. She advanced with speed, the platter still maintaining perfect balance of cocktails. I like your skates! And now Oculus is wearing skates. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that look exactly like hers. Mm. Oh, it's delightful. Um, your your uh, AI sure is cheerful today. How are you all doing? That AI has nothing to do with me. He's but just I will take that. a drink. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. He's just feeling gloomy because it's so sunny. Yes, that's why. <laughs> Uh, oh, you can hear me again. The the uh, the the waitress offers you uh, a cocktail. What is the cocktail? Um, it is neon green in a foot high glass. I think it's called a toxic spill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very lethal. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, uh, she she continues down um, a couple meters to where uh, Worm is hanging out under the parasol, also kind of avoiding the sun, um, and offers you a cocktail as well. Uh, he he looks at her and he puts her hand up, waves his eyes slowly, and he's like, "I'm all I'm all right." Oh, um, the, these are, are, are compliments from the, the lady that bought them for you, along with a message. I love, I love the message. You give me a drink to the chapel. I'll, I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> She's like, thumbs up. Okay, <laughs> well, um, I guess as of late, nobody's really maintaining drinking laws up here, so I guess go nuts and offers you the remaining cocktails. Um, like looking over to Oculus, it's like he's underage and just gives you the third one as well. Oculus <laughs> just starts running in circles around you, skating in circles around mm. you <laughs> through the bench that you're sitting on. Just <laughs> combination of that and three drinks is yeah. <laughs> You've Bath already town. finished all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> she just watches you finish them and it's like, okay, now that you're in the mood to maybe party, I've been uh, sent. On the uh, behalf of Iona, uh, she has a request for uh, three runners as yourselves. Uh, she figured that you might be up here. I, I, I'm not quite sure why. Uh, it doesn't seem like you go to the surface often. I guess this is where shadow runners look for work. But what do I know? I'm employed by Tropicorp, she shrugs. Um, she's like, well, um, I, I've not been given the finer details. She's just been giving you an appointment uh, for you to attend. Uh, she's expecting... Uh, the runners that uh, have been lined up for work, which I guess are you guys, um, at uh, 6 p.m. at the Dragonfish Cafe in Node 5. Yay! Love Dragonfish! <laughs> Do they have a tank? It's like all tank, sort of. Sort of. Um, like. Uh, 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 aquatic imagery is kind of kept on the down low inside the Orahina, being well submerged below the surface. Sure. Um, things that look like they are leaking are things that generally cause alarm. Yeah, so large aquariums and water features are not super popular. But yeah. the, the the people still like themed naming. They still sure. get a lot of tourists that go for fun, splashy water times, and maybe they're a little disappointed. But at least the naming is on point. <laughs> So, so the outsides of the various nodes are they not transparent? Or uh, oh, y- y- yeah. yes, can we, sort can we of. See out into the into the sea from there. Yes, uh, because inside they're large enough to contain a couple city blocks. So if you're yeah. building on the, in the inside, not not really. Uh, there's there's kind of like an LCD ish screen that runs around the surface. Truman shows um, to. Cool. Um, it, it, it's it's basically like a level of additional AR to give you a sense of daytime and nighttime. You're not sure. that far below the surface, but that amount of water does make it difficult to tell the time of day. So they do bits and pieces like that, and occasionally play ads and similar things like that in the sky. It's annoying. <laughs> Welcome to Tropicor. We hope you're having a wonderful day. Yeah, uh, Mount Orahina Surface Resort is owned by Tropicorp, using the full name every time, every time I try to remember. <laughs> Mount Orahina Surface Resort, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, actually, while you're all, um, well, while one person is supping their cocktails <laughs> and the rest just watch. They've been, they've been well supped. Yes. Uh, all of you go and give me a notice check, which is your uh, freestyle. Yes, you all roll D100s. I got Forty-eight. I got eighty-eight. So is that plus freestyle plus what? Um, if you have any points in notice. 
I mean, you're at 93, so okay. you, you're probably good. Right, okay. Um, 127. Cool! Everybody who got above, oh. like, 40... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, notices, now that she's standing closer to you, that there's no, like, obvious attachments of the jewellery. There's no, like, clip that's keeping the clownfish earrings in. There's no chain or clasp that's keeping the coral necklace. It's attached to her. Oh, okay. Like, it's physically part of her body. Working for Tropicorp sucks. Nobody else in Tropicorps that you know that you know actually has jewelry like this. Oh, to, to someone so who's it was, been it was a choice. physically uh, cyber enhanced, it doesn't seem that shocking. No, and you will generally know <laughs> that you know uh, biotech research is largely done within the Orihina, kept very very much separate from the touristy part of it. But a lot of the kind of major industries, especially around the agricultural array, they grow your food. Biotech is is quite popular. Um, you sometimes see uh, the really rich who go uh, tend to get like modifications like this done. Uh, bespoke jewellery made live in front of you in real time, like a tattoo, except you can remove it later. It's very expensive. So there's a good chance she's extremely wealthy. Yeah. And she um, works for Tropical, I guess? Whatever. Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Shame there's no inside check. Oh well. <laughs> um, and she uh, smiles and bids you all uh, a good day. Bye! Uh, there's like a Waves slight revving sound and she almost kind of takes up like a, a pose that she's set to go and then just launches off at decent speed, still maintaining perfect flatness on the tray. <laughs> she's very good at it. Turns to Duke. That was really cool. We've got a job though. That's something. Yes. Maybe you'll snap out of whatever this is. Out of curiosity, uh, what is your most significant cyber enhancement? My my grossest one is certainly my abdominal storage cavity, Ooh. where I can I can open up my stomach to uh, I like to, that know, store about but, a liters well, worth. In, of in terms of like uh, robotics <laughs> um, or, or things that I probably have played with before. <laughs> Robotics. Well, I, f- I feel like all all of my limbs have some oh, kind of cyber you. element to sure. them. Um, I mean, I've got enhanced hearing, um, enhanced vision. I've also got barbs in my elbows that Ooh, can, I like that. Um, Barbed can elbows. give off some uh, some poison. But uh, yeah, basically, my whole body is. So you are just one cyborg, giant so playground for yeah. Oculus then. <laughs> yeah, Any, anything goes. I, th- I think uh, Oculus probably brings up the car without, like, he's just sitting there going, that was really cool, and the car pulls up behind the bench. I'm going to walk. Okay. <laughs> I mean... It's th- self-driving. <laughs> I don't have to drive it. But you know that probably every time you get into it, I do, because it terrifies you. <laughs> there is, like, a single... I guess the rough equivalent is a train station slash elevator that connects uh, Mount Orahina Surface Resort to Node 5 of the Orahina. So um, even if you are going on foot, you all kind of essentially go the same way. Yeah. But people like to show up in their ride yeah. on holiday. So there is, you know, like a, almost like a car-style ferry for yeah. vehicles that can take you... My, my car is armoured and fancy-looking as well. So <laughs> he also offers you a ride. You're welcome to... I, I've got, funnily enough, I've got You've a, got ba- your own a self-driving battered old car. tuk-tuk. Oh, okay. I just drive myself. Yeah, cool. It's like uh, an old delivery tuk-tuk. 
from let's say so like an old pizza delivery or something mm-hmm. that he's just got for a few cheap credits. A, a previous just, brand of pizza yeah, chain that no longer exists. And it's not quite within Narahina, they were yeah. forced out by a different company. But you, I guess, maintaining a piece of memorabilia, sort of. Yeah. So Oculus, who has basically no need for a car, just drives around in a car. Yeah. Um, I think that's where his personal, private server is. Actually, I think it's in the back of the. the sure. The, yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. the trunk of the car. That's so why he. You has can it. inconspicuously put your primary server close to places where you need it to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You all drive onto the um, the transport platform, and the camera kind of follows as you go from the surface into slowly into the water. And as the camera follows through past the the surface of the water, there's bubbles, and those bubbles help you transition um, to the interior of the Dragonfish Cafe. Thank you for listening to The Talent Agency. We ain't just shadow running this house, son. I look forward to showing you a whole host of different cyberpunk systems in my own weird way. If this episode has you interested, absolutely look into getting Axon Punk yourself. Both the main rulebook and a free Getting Started book with character sheets and a starter mission is available at DriveThruRPG. You can also give the makers of the game your comments and support at AxonPunk on Twitter. Oh, and an extra bit of great news, there's a content expansion to Axon Punk releasing with a whole load of extra content and world lore, including an adapted version of this mission. I'm officially published. Now, back to the show. A dark an intimate venue in Node 5, which largely contains hotels and the surface tunnels. Circular booth seating is located on standalone platforms, suspended by walkways and spiral staircases above a seemingly inky blackness. Faint shimmers glint in the periphery of your vision in the dark indigo void, and the smell of expensive coffee and polished metal fills your nose. There is basically... um, like booth seating, but almost on spidery tree branches that spiral upwards about what would be maybe one and a half, two floors of height of an actual building um, inside. Um, a lot of them are empty um, at the at the moment. It seems that it's uh, it's actually just general opening hours, but because it's not currently holiday season, there's no one really here. It's quite quiet, um, and you see. Um, uh, a long, earthy, dark brown arm, well manicured, kind of wave at you. You can see just the arm from kind of where you're sitting, the rest of the table's blocked out of view, um, way up at the top. That from one of the booths? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, Oculus just sends his drone down that way. Yeah, you probably just walk through the tables. You literally fly up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like through as much of the furniture as possible, projecting their hologram the whole way, just mm-hmm. through things. Um, if, if there's any people at tables, he uh, they act like they're going to bump into them and go, Whoa! and then they just pass right through and they go, <laughs> yeah, you see maybe like two people yeah. on the uh, way up. It's real quiet. In that case, they go out of their way to accidentally walk annoy past them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, worm rolls down his trouser legs and his sleeves, brushes himself off a bit, trying to look a bit more respectable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it goes, he heads towards the counter to order some drinks. He gives uh, Duke a little a little nudge. He's like, you drink? Obviously. It's just coffee, that would. I think, I think they'll, uh, 
I think they'll be able to find something else for me. Well, all right then. Uh, so we you, you're striking up a conversation with the uh, with uh, I guess the, yeah. the barista. Yeah. Um. Sure. <laughs> they 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 kind of he gestures to this big uh, hollow chalk board. It's it's like skeuomorphic to look like a chalkboard, but you know it's entirely hollow. Um, and of the various uh, blends of coffee, uh, most of them would be feasibly impossible with actual coffee beans. Um, it's a uh, it's fabricated coffee, so for the most part, um, it's almost like an ice cream parlor. They rotate their flavors on the regular. Um, and kind of come up with relatively bizarre combinations and flavors because they can. Um, there is an online vote on their web space about kind of like really, really popular weird flavors, so they tend to resurface more often. Um, it seems their most popular one at the moment is uh, blackcurrant and licorice flavor coffee. Oh, I'll have one of them then. Okay. Straight off the bat, yeah. Serves you, serves you one of those, um, the, the, the fabricator. Um, they they kind of pour what looks like um, sand into this um, machine, and there is a grinding sound, like a coffee grinding sound. It sounds like an actual coffee grinder, and then processes <laughs> you a, a cup of uh, liquor and a seed smelling coffee. It's like those bank. Uh, the fact that the bank machines actually have to make noises because when they didn't, people didn't realize they were working. Mm. <laughs> oh, you probably figure that there is some kind of grinding going on in sure, there. Sure. Yeah. Gives it gives it a sniff and is like you know, leans in. You got anything a bit a bit stronger for my friend over there? He's he's not really coffee. Hmm. Mm. Uh, he strokes his beard. It's green. Hmm. Our our strongest we have. Uh, this is supposed to be for next week. But if you uh, give me a bit of that some some. We've got quadruple sriracha. Go on. How much? Um. He. Uh, says it's going to be uh, 200 new yen on top of the regular coffee price. Which is fine. Yeah, you I've can afford that. that. Yeah. Money systems in this is weird. And <laughs> to be honest, because this is just a one shot, you have the money for things. Yeah. As long as you're not trying to buy something absurd, which probably will cost the money you've got written down, you have cash to pay for ordinary things. <laughs> you have like 20 credits, quote unquote. But yes. because this is because this is set in my existing setting, which uses a different money system, I'm gonna just say new yen, and it's gonna confuse me and confuse the listeners. But nobody cares at this point. We're on the train now. It's gonna be like when we'll you go it. to a place that accepts euros. Oh pounds. yes, absolutely. I deliver as many credits as you need from the nearest ATM. It's fine. We've talked about. Absolutely. The Orahina has its own, basically, Orahina fun bucks. So it operates <laughs> hey. in credits. There we go. Missions, yeah. problem solved. We did it. Problem fucking solved. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you pay the price of a coffee plus a little bit extra. What, what's uh, so-and-so pumps up flower drinking as well? Take him, take him another one. Oh, um, yes. Uh, Lady Iona is... Uh, oh, I think they're going for the Marshmallow Dream coffee. Well, I have one of them as well. Okay. Right, I'll yeah, uh, you gain three coffees, one of which is quadruple sriracha. Have you, have you got any kitty sippy cups as well? Just keep Oculus happy. Our, uh, unfortunately, our AI barista is uh, down for maintenance at the moment, so I'm afraid we can't serve uh, AR coffee. But Then I apologise for their behaviour in advance. <laughs> it's too late. It's already <laughs> happening. Um, oh, no. Is it going to get worse when you don't get a drink, though? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I, th I think uh, while you guys are down there, I think 
Oculus has gone up and met Iona. Yeah, uh, already. Okay. Um, um, the, the, there's there's a there's a point in time you kind of are both um, Duke and Worm uh, reach the top floor of what looks like really delicate metal steps, but actually they're perfectly <coughs> sturdy as you step on them, but they look very delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, to a large silver booth, a large um, almost not quite a full circle, so there's room for you to be able to get in, and you see. Um, Iona uh, sitting there, um, um, a book in one hand, a physical paper book. Oculus is wearing a very smart shirt, uh, a well-placed tie. It's drawn up to his neck, their neck, and under the table, they're still wearing the bright blue shorts and skates, (laughs) but they they look very (laughs) smart from the waist up. And uh, they see you arrive. They look at Iona. Okay, let's talk business. (laughs) <laughs> she 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 looks she looks up at you and eyes rove across all all three of you. Um, she has what looks like pauldrons growing out of her actual just shoulders, made of delicate pink coral. Mm. Uh, otherwise, nice. um, she she has uh, very delicate silver glasses and also um, a deep metallic blue hair. Um, that she has straightened that kind of go over her um, right shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's all very precise and very clean. And she looks at all of three of you and snaps the book shut. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Good afternoon. How Hello. are you doing? Hello. We've slide. had a great day. I slide the drink over to her. Oh, another marshmallow dream. Thank you. That's so sweet of you. And she smiles genuinely. Yeah. Give it a smile back and give it a cheers with my lovely mm. blackcurrant flavour drink. Mm. I hear mm. the coffees are really good here. Oh, they are absolutely delightful. <laughs> um, yes, lovely, lovely coffee. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I should make you like roll for surviving quadruple sriracha coffee. It's a bit but, much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. Well, that's uh, certainly uh, woken me up. Yeah, you you, le- you kind of learn through general ex- experimentation that the orgs that you were given have given you incredibly high tolerance for alcohol. <laughs> uh, it turns out that um, the various and sundry um, kind of chemicals that make up spicy food, um, not so good. In fact, it might be slightly worse. You don't know. It's real bad. <laughs> You have enhanced taste buds. I can certainly feel it. <laughs> a service, uh, like a a, wait, a waiter drone, kind of comes up with a glass of milk for you. Thank you. It's soy, so it doesn't actually work like how glasses <laughs> of milk are supposed to help. <laughs> I take uh, one sip and then just throw it over the side. It vanishes into the fucking void. <laughs> it just kind of there's there's a bit of like slow motion as this milk kind of like glistening in the various stage lights like slowly rotates into the void. You're not quite sure if you hear the sound of breaking glass. Does it hit a bottom? Anyway, yes, um, is... the quadruple sriracha is actually you no know, really difficult. Uh, not many people can survive it. She pulls over and kind of takes a sip of it and maintains eye contact with you as she takes a long draw. And puts the cup back down. Ooh, spicy! <laughs> I mean, so what's the job? <laughs> she politely coughs once and is like, "Yes, well, um, I've been on on a bit of a, a hunt for uh, runners who are not so involved in the uh, biotech scene, which is actually 
quite rare in the Orihina, as you probably know. Most of the kind of various punks, queers and weirdos in this town, um, town, gigantic city <laughs> in this town, have any various kinds of biomods. Um, mm-hmm. It's a real popular thing to get done here. People travel from far and wide to have the bodies that they uh, dream of having without the use of cybernetics, if that's not their aesthetic. Uh, there is a, a little bit of trouble in, in uh, biohacker paradise at the moment, I'm afraid. It seems, well, it's been a long time coming, uh, various researchers of all sorts of weird and wonderful experiments that they've been working on, but we, we like to keep each other in check. But uh, there's been a bit of a trouble with one of them. I, 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 I've, been, I've been trying to keep her uh, in, in, on even keel for a while, and it's, uh, it's not really working. It seems that Phoenix, Felix is uh, not, not willing to listen anymore, and things are getting pretty desperate. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You probably might not know them since you don't seem to be involved in the scene, she quote-unquotes with one hand, as it were. Uh, Felix Robinson is a, is a quite accomplished body hacker. Has been working on things for quite a while, various and sundry things, but they've been a, a, a bit of a fan of seeing if they can push the boundaries of going from, you know, uh, into grey ops. And... We've been fearing that they might want to go into Black Ops for a while, and it seems like uh, with a little bit of the inside that I've been hearing, some of the tech they've been working on might be pushing that boundary. What are we? What are we talking about? Well, um, that's the thing. I I don't really know the specifics. Uh, while I have ears on the streets, and I think they're pretty good ears. I mean, uh, one of them got you to come down here, so clearly that piece of information did pan out. Uh, I told them to go undercover. Um, they did a really good job. I couldn't tell that they were working for someone at all. Good, she says, <laughs> assuming that you're being entirely genuine and not sarcastic, I guess. I appreciated the drinks. Good. Well, you know, uh, it's nice to, to offer a, a little bit of uh, hospitality to people that I like to employ. I do work in the hospitality also, industry, after yeah. all. <laughs> can offer me hospitality anytime. Gross. <laughs> she says Dude, come on control just yourself flatly. we've got business to do <laughs> but yes I, well you know I, I suppose it's to be expected you uh, you Shadowrunners are a rough and ribald lot or so I hear but hey do a good job and I'll see if uh, I can give you a bit of body modification anytime you like but yes we're right. getting off track here uh, the finer details of the uh, body mods or research that she's been doing I don't really know. Um, my informants don't go that deep. Or if they do, they're not willing to say. So, what do you want from us here? Are we? Do you want us to stop her? Do you want us to get her, her research? Are do you want we, us to kill her? Um, I think that might be a bit crazy. I mean, we don't need to kill anyone. She's a very... Well, she was a very valuable member of the community. So Could she be brought back in? Maybe that would be that'd be nice. That'd be nice if she could see reason, I suppose. But um, what I did here was that, uh, well, she she has uh, aspirations, I guess, of being kind of uh, top dog. She refuses to work for a corporation, and then again, so do I. So I respect that. Yeah, that makes but sense. She also wants to, you know, lead a company. She wants to be a CEO, but she um, wants to be a corporation. I think the problem is that she doesn't really like working up through the ranks. Corporations are people. 
<laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm sorry. Gross. Um, no, it's fine. I'm it's entirely like... appropriate for what this shit is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, you have no reason to not to believe that corporations are people. Tropical yeah. Corp are really nice to you. Um, some of the other corporations, maybe not so much, but who knows. You just, like, stick your nose at them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think that was actually in character, though. Yeah, yeah no, that's thing. absolutely fine. Um, yeah, she's like, I, I think she just wants to kind of skip the climbing up the ladder phase. And um, that was difficult when nobody would employ her. Um, so I think she might have been taking that into her own hands. I suspect that whatever she's been working on in that, since I've got good inside sources that she's willing to do field testing is the word phrasing, very specific phrasing that I heard, that she might be um, wanting to test that on a person, maybe. Um, and it stands to reason that it might be somebody who's corporately relevant, I guess. Uh, <laughs> her voice is getting increasingly high-pitched as she's getting more stressed <laughs> thinking about the seen? ramifications of the shit. Um, well, uh, her, her lab is uh, in, in node one. Uh, there are two biotech nodes. Um, I'm sure you guys know. One in node one and one in node six. Node one is entirely separate from the rest. It's at the end of the chain of seven nodes. Um, node six uh, also has, you know, the, the Arcology Hospital. So it is frequented by more people. I don't know if she's there. Uh, I, I, I did kind of leave my, my, uh, my, my place of business, the Lost Life Salon, in node three, um, where I live and work. I, uh, my, my job, uh, which... Mm -hmm. Do I make you guys roll for this? I guess you can roll if you want. Yeah. Um, data bank. Yeah, like uh, it's it's yeah, a data bank plus to just kind of work out. <clears throat> do you know her? Oh, I ate again. I, I don't think Oculus is too concerned about who she is. Cool. <laughs> um, it's more of a if you know who she is. Sure. Like it's it's the city, but it's 70, also kind of seventy one. Seventy one. Yeah. Seventy uh, one. Cool. Um, yeah, you do know who she is. Um, you, um, like, even though you're not especially concerned <laughs> with people who have biotech in sure. them, since that's not something you can get physically done to you, Oculus. Yeah. Um, you're just generally aware of the major tourist spots um, in the place because you gotta know it's a tourist city. But yeah, yeah, she she is the uh, proprietor of the Lost Life Salon. Um, she does some of the most killer uh, bio jewelry in the Orhina. Um, like real big names, um, celebrities back in the day have come to visit her um, to get pieces done. Um, these days, uh, as the Orihina has been falling more and more out of favor, favor as a tourist resort, expensive clients do show up. They are often members of organized crime. <laughs> but when you work uh, in close proximity with somebody and they're kind of talking uh, while sloshing martini around to their colleagues, ignoring you as a member of staff and say things that they maybe shouldn't to other people who can hear. So she's a pretty good informant. So mm. you might know her as somebody who's really popular as putting bio jewelry in people. But also, if you've been shadow running for a while, you might have actually uh, got information from her before at a cost. Mm -hmm. So we know that Felix Robinson was last seen uh, or last heard from as far as we know at her, her labs in her lab in Biotech 1 
with the experimentation that she's doing, is she likely to actually be doing that in her lab? I know that probably seems like a daft question, but surely those things are monitored, right? I mean, um, I would suggest that if, if she's willing to, if she's testing it on people, uh, dragging somebody all the way over to node one is maybe a bit of a, a, a thing to do. Like it's effort, you know, it's not, it's, it's out of the way. Uh, but though she might have test subjects handy, but uh, I, I guess with what I've heard, it, it might Where be a bigger she... target than just a random splicer off the street. Where does she live? That I don't know. Okay, that's I, fine. Yeah, if we need it, I'm sure we can find out. I'm sure you'll be able to find out. But uh, I would maybe be on the lookout for uh, uh, something that might have uh, high high ranking visitors at. Okay, that that's. <clears throat> relatively sensible um but in the meantime i I'm, I'm on the call if you need additional information about the biotech world i know that you're not directly involved so i can be your your cipher your your lexicon um and she gives you her comlink address so you can go cool. and uh call up iona lady iona sometimes she's known as you're not quite sure if she's actually a lady uh or if that is just the kind I'm of stage name that, yeah <laughs> So, what? during the entirety of this conversation, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Oculus has slowly been growing coral pauldrons out of his shoulders. That he's he's, he's still got the skates, yeah. and now he's got coral pauldrons as well. <laughs> nice. At the moment, I, I will return to the Lost Life Salon, where I will uh, continue to put obnoxious fat cats in ugly jewellery. It's been <laughs> lovely dealing with you. I look forward to... Uh, doing business with you in future. Not that my work is bad, she realises what she's just said. It's just that it's bespoke and they have really poor taste. But uh, I'll be around. Most people do, I find. <laughs> she she chuckles and gets up and uh, makes her way away. Um, <clears throat> as she leaves, um, there is an AR advertisement starts up. Um, with a jingle um, for uh, Karina Amusement Park. You see advertisements for Karina Amusement Park all the time. It takes up almost the entirety of Node 4 and is the biggest draw to uh, to the Orihina in general, or was. It's kind of a bit abandoned these days. Um, but they still put ads out on the regular, just in case anybody might want to pass by to go and try out the rides of the attractions. <laughs> attractions. Uh, and uh, there is an advertisement for an event. Orihina Arcology's first immersive theatre event. No AR, all physical, all action, all drama. Going on Saturday at 9pm at Karina Amusement Park, Hedonism Hall. Sounds awful. Yeah. Sounds sounds pretty garish. <laughs> but we could make it Tickets more Tickets are limited. So join now. And the, the advertisement goes away. And we enter into what is ostensibly Act 2. This is um, the prep for whatever you feel like doing to set up, work the streets, talk to people, insert yourself into places that shouldn't be inserted, mm-hmm. have fun. Ask for consent first. Um, Maybe. Let's, let's head to, well, let's head to Node 1. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's all poke around, see what we can... Um, Absolutely. What's the likelihood that in our past experience we know anybody else who's part of the biohacker scene? 
that might have heard word. Oh, of... pretty damn high. Yeah. Like most, it's because it's like one of the two major industries that goes yeah. on in the arena. Um, tangentially, you probably know somebody. Actually, um, bollocks to that. I'm I'm an AI connected to the net. I'm gonna do some research um, and yeah. see what I can find out about Felix Robinson. Cool. Um, uh, okay. Right. Um, where are you going to be to do this hack? And what kind of server are you trying to get into? Well, I'm just going to go directly to my personal server in the back of my car. So mm -hmm. my car can head over to where we're supposed to be meeting and I'll be doing some hacking along the way. Cool. Uh -huh. You go hop in the whip. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does the whip look like? It is... Think polyhedrons. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of polyhedrons. It's got lots of facets to it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and it, it definitely... It's, think... Average sports car shape, so it smooths down towards a point at the front, but it's all super boxy because it's armored as well, so those mm -hmm. facets come out. Um, and again, I think the windows are all blacked out, so it looks like a security vehicle for like a high-profile celebrity, perhaps, mm. uh, because it's obviously stolen. Mm. Um, was stolen a long time ago, and I've replaced the records with you know private ownership, so no one's looking for this particular car anymore. Yep. So it's mine, technically. Yay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's... Uh, Always probably draws attention, regardless of where we go. And it is the most gratuitous aqua tone. It's vibrant aqua. Okay. Yeah. Um, despite being an armored vehicle. Um, Do you two get in the aqua whip? I, I'm never getting in that thing. <laughs> I'm Not after the first time. <laughs> I'm laid down in the back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Because I'm, I'm not in any way trying to control this car at the moment. I'm, I'm busy researching mm -hmm. things up. It probably could be driven. Yeah. If you want to drive it. <laughs> if the car doesn't have a manual override, that's yeah. possibly a problem. <laughs> if you want to just sleep in the back, you're, yeah, you're more I'm than welcome to. It's certainly possible. Cool. Just take a lay down in the back. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of what I'm trying to target, what I want to do is, does the Arcology, the uh, Orahina, have any kind of security force, police type thing? I know that there's a lot of... Uh, you know, this is supposed to be international waters off the mm. radar, but presumably there's still some kind of... Oh, hell yeah, it has okay. well. Um, there's, there's about four different mega corporations that sure. are very well established within the Orihina. Okay. Um, within the nodes that they largely run, uh, they have their own private police that okay. operate within that node. So They talk to each other and so on, mm. because if criminals escape to a different node, they're going to be like, ah, oh, dang, they've yeah. got outside our jurisdiction, shit. That makes sense. Um, but they do talk to each other, even if okay. they don't necessarily like each other that so much. So, in that case, uh, the mega corporation that would be most interested in her work, mm. um, presumably some someone biotech-related... That would be the um, Evo Corporation. Evo. Uh, I'm going to try and hack their security records to mm. see if they have basically to see if they've got someone watching her sure. uh, if they've got any kind of records of what she's working on because chances are if someone's working on something new and revolutionary someone else is going to try and steal it yes um, okay so yeah you uh, you access the uh, Evo Corporation server there's like a shot outside of the of the Aqua car mm -hmm. as it drives along and the background of it kind of fades as we hear the kind of like jacking into the net noise which is a mixture of like synth wave and the dial-up modem sound it's uh, always got to be there yeah and uh you, it starts to uh this background scenery starts to change into the visual aesthetics of the evo corp server mm. it looks like a deep sea shopping mall convenience okay. stores within reefs of coral sweet 
just to give you the baseline of I what like the that. space looks like. Because while you're on the internet, you physically move I, around I like you're there. That, yeah. I, I was just like, shit, I forgot that this is a physical space. Do I have to pay attention to this? No, great. No, it's quite abstract. <laughs> Perfect. That is exactly what the, As for. descriptions of the internet really should be, like incredibly, yeah. incredibly abstract. But cool. yes, deep sea shopping mall. Woo! Okay. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'm probably going to be looking for the shopping mall guards section, I imagine. Uh, and the equivalent of their server within the net, mm. uh, which presumably would be in the back office of said room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As you, as you drive down these, uh, like, a late 80s to early 90s style malls where, well, fish Up kind and of down the swim around <laughs> and stuff, you, you come across um, basically like a gigantic barbed wire fence within this mall. And ah. there is a um, what looks like a little uh, mall cop um, outpost security guard desk. Tiny, actually surprisingly small, sitting inside this large barbed wire encampment. Mm. Um, you can stand outside just fine. Sure, it's just getting through that. I mean, I absolutely plan on breaking through. Um, absolutely, just giving you the, the, the point where you might sure. have to start hacking. Oh, I mean, I expect it to be hacking from the beginning. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's well, cool. Um, um, they, the people so, yeah. generally allow you into the general service because what if you need to go buy some EvoCorp products? Where yeah. the fuck do you go? How easy? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, so in that case, um, from a digital perspective, mm -hmm. I'm going to throw on my IP mask, which comes down as a pair of cool shades, mm -hmm. uh, lands on his face there. Uh, that's not good. Uh, that is, unless that's 500. <laughs> no, it's 50. 50. Okay. Uh, 50 plus sneak, which is uh, 10. So 60, and then it is below, so 73. 73. Yeah. I have to pass 73. Good to know. Yeah, uh, uh, that's to detect, uh, that just prevents you detecting where my server is, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and then from there... You're going to make your, your hacking check to get yeah, inside. Yeah, I'll just do that. Uh, um, hacking is a freestyle plus Usenet roll. Okay, cool. That's It's predefined. That's sweet. Yeah. Okay, so it's 20, 40, 56. 56. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, you like whiffed it completely. How how do what are you trying to what do you what does your uh, avatar physically try to do in order to break into this thing? Um I feel like I would be looking for a weak point in the chain. Mm. But because I've totally fucked this up, I feel like this is the equivalent of me just grabbing hold of chunks of the chain and shaking it to see if I can break through. Yeah. Instead of doing anything even remotely inconspicuous. It makes Sounds an electrical like... cracking noise and you go like, ah, shit! Yeah. Like Sarah um, Connor in Terminator <laughs> <laughs> um, Something bad happens to you. Yeah, I upon bet it does. Failing, upon failing the hack. What does EvoCorp like to do to people? It likes to try to put cyberware offline. Okay. Um... It's going to, so it realizes that something is trying to hack into the system, sure. and you that see, uh, you see a uh, a mall cop just kind of like manifest bodily out from this post within, just kind of yeah, yeah, fucking Paul Blart just like oozes out of the walls of this. Uh, on on the Segway, he's got like mirror shades on now because it's the future, and he kind of goes up to um, the the uh, electric barbed wire fence and like sees someone. Forty-one. You don't see shit. Uh, oh, <laughs> the shades are so, too dark. And then uh, he starts to do like a perimeter zooming around on the inside.
Thank you for listening to the talent agency B-Sides, Make Me Feel. On this episode, you've been listening to John as Duke, Anthony as Worm, and Ray as Oculus. I'm your game master, Nathan. This episode's theme music is track one, produced by Audio X, for our upcoming collaboration with Archie Red for the Axon Punk soundtrack. Additional sound effects supplied by freesounder.org. This mission is in part inspired by the Axon Punk short story Lost Life Salon, written by Darcy Ross. And now, some music nerdery. This mission is inspired by Make Me Feel by Janelle Monet. Yes, yes, I know, I've already written a mission based on one of her songs, but her latest album at time of recording, Dirty Computer, is a long time coming after Electric Lady. And when the music video for Make Me Feel came out, I was so excited. It's actually the video that helped me cement the aesthetics of this mission, which will become increasingly apparent in the subsequent parts. It's a sleazy, vibrant, shiny future, where gender and sexuality are increasingly blurred. I've talked about Janelle's relationship with Afrofuturism on previous episodes, so this time I want to bring up why Dirty Computer is different to her previous releases. Janelle's debut EP and following two albums were all part of a single narrative, The Ark Android using robots as a metaphor for minority politics around race and sexuality. Dirty Computer, despite the title, strips away the sci-fi subtext and makes it a whole lot of text, which is by no means a bad thing, but it's quite different. She's also said that performing as the Ark Android in live shows and interviews created a lot of pressure to be seen as flawless, so she set that persona aside to perform in a much more personal, vulnerable way. And that's awesome. There's a weird societal pressure from fans of artists to keep them producing work, even when that would be a detriment to things like mental health. That said, I can't help but feel a little sad that the world of the ARC android has been concluded for now. Exploring the space of synthetic humanity and body augmentation against queer concepts of identity and being comfortable in your own skin is actually really important to me in many ways. So the sentiment of the ARC android will still live on through me and my work, for as much as that might count. Stay dangerous and stay weird, runners.